are listening to The Forecast, India Edition, Season 1, Episode 1. Four goals, it could have been many more had it not been for a, a really good goalkeeper performance. How pleasing was that today? Very, very how you can imagine. Start not good, end of first half, lucky, how we all know, uh, but scored a wonderful goal. Um, learned extremely from the first half. In the second half, changed a few things, were more direct, um, created much more um, difficult to defend situations for them. Had shots, had finishes from from everywhere, pretty much. All set pieces today were okay. really good. So we had pretty much each each corner. I think we had the header. We have very big chance from John Martin in the beginning, hit the bar and all that stuff. So it was a it, all over. Then a fantastic performance with two three moments. We how we know where where a game can change and uh, but. Especially last minute of first half, we were lucky and we know that. But um, when I saw the second half, and I would say we would have reacted even on this uh, really well because the reaction from the team was very good. How was that start? Second half was, was that was real football. Huh? And um, um, yeah, there we decided the game and then we controlled it. Yeah, and now we have the three points. Fantastic. What about Philippe Coutinho? I think that's 13 goals for him now in a slightly deeper role today as well that he just reveled in. We want to create space for him, so we want to have um, his, his his passing and um, um, general football skills on this position. We want to have the high energetic uh, movements from Adam Lallana, and especially this was in the second half much better. Um, yeah, then Daniel Sturridge as a as a partner for passings and and all that stuff. Always a threat as a nine, but also a, a very good, a very good on the te- position ten. So Diff with his physical presence and um, yeah, was outside for today. It worked well, and um, yeah, now we have to to recover and to prepare and then to do our absolute best against Middlesbrough again. Sets up a great weekend, doesn't it? Next weekend. It's much better than it started, (laughs) but um, that's the job to do and um, I really thought the boys did really well today. Uh, We we, we spoke about it before and said, um, um, is there really pressure in or is this only uh, what people make of it? Because we always have pressure, we are used to it, we we are are professional football players or managers and if we always want to win games and we have always this pressure and more than 100% is not possible, so there's still um, space to enjoy football and um, today I saw a lot of joy and um, yeah, it was a lot of good football and that in a, in a, if you want from outside maybe in a difficult situation but we did really well and we helped ourselves with our best tools with football. Welcome to the first ever Forecast India. My name is Joe. The Forecast is the official podcast of four fields of Enfield Road. We are at www.forsite.com. We're a great international community of Reds, um, featuring news articles, opinion pieces, match reports, player ratings, videos, 
these podcasts, hey, you name it, we have it. If you haven't already checked us out, please feel free to drop by at any time. You're welcome to do so. We get loads and loads of comments. We get something like 10,000 comments a month. So that's a lot of chatter going on from uh, LFC fans from all over the world, including India. Yay! Our first ever show. Um, it's been on my mind to launch this show for a long time, and um, we're here. Um, yes, the season is about to end, but it's never too late uh, to start. We've got a great bunch of Reds who've, uh, who, are going, who are joining me and who've joined me on this show. Say hi to Manav. Say hi, Manav. Hi. I found the Reds all over the world. Wonderful. Manav, where are you from? I'm from uh, New Delhi, India. Great. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay, next on the line is Shankar. I'm going to call you Shanks because it's just so much cooler to say that Shanks was on the forecast. Yeah, know, so. it's a pleasure. Hello, comrades from the world. This is Shankar from Chennai, India. Fantastic, Shankar from Chennai. Yeah. Okay, next on the line is Pranav. Pranav, say hi and tell us where you're from. Hi, guys. <clears throat> Pranav here. Yeah, I am from Mumbai. And uh, glad to have this opportunity. Wonderful, wonderful. And moving right along, Amir. Say hi, Amir. Hi, guys. This is Amir Bakshi from Surat, Gujarat. You'll now come on, guys. Perfect. Last but not least, Dev. Say hi, Dev. Hello, everyone. This is Dev from Bharuj, Gujarat. Wonderful. Welcome, guys, to the first ever Forecast India. How does that feel? Yeah, it's a pleasure. Yeah. Let this be the first time. This is great, great to have it. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And we've been on all corners of India, from the East Coast to the West Coast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it, you know, it didn't occur to me until, until when I was asking you guys where you were respectively, respectively yeah. from. And I was thinking, my God, we're from everywhere. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> including yeah. including me, who is from the diaspora, you know. So it's um, yeah. you, we've really covered um, um, at least a significant part of um, of, of the globe. Um, we're going to have a good show. We're going to talk about a lot of things um, today. But first thing I want to get off the of my chest is how important was this result, um, you know, over the weekend. Yeah, it, it, was, it was very important, especially in the way we won. Uh, it was a lot of confidence for us to go into the last game, especially our last home game. Mm -hmm. With that Anfield crowd backing, it's going to be an awesome game, man. Yeah. yeah that's why this thing is very important, yeah. Manav? I thought uh, it was absolutely critical we got win because we have things back in our own hands no matter what happens tonight with Arsenal and with City. Yep. Uh, having said that, uh, you know, uh, our record and field has been patchy, but, uh, you know, as uh, I was reading today, if we can't beat uh, relegated Colorado and Anfield, I guess we don't deserve to be in top four. So, yeah, great win, important win, and it's a beautiful Sunday. Exactly, exactly. Um, Amir, what impressed you most about the win against the Hammers? Uh, I, I think, think the tempo of our game, game was pretty fine. Uh, it, it was, was pretty attacking. Coutinho uh, in midfield, you know, it changed the game for us. Uh, apart from that, I think we looked solid uh, defensively. Uh, fine, the hammers were uh, a bit, you know, they were they were pretty much. Uh, they were quite shit. You know, you're you're allowed to yeah, say shit on the show. They were, they were, they were, they were, <laughs> They are playing their seconds for you and say that, yeah. but still, you know, the way we played, uh, the way the clock set up with the diamond in midfield, you know, it, it was pretty good to see mm -hmm. uh, him going attacking Lucas on the bench. Mm -hmm. So, 
yeah it gave kudire uh, freedom i think uh, on wings is uh, much more limited mm-hmm. but yeah you know uh, with arsenal winning and city winning it was uh, imperial for us to win exactly exactly and uh, mm-hmm. dev what what was it about the style of our uh, of the you know the style in which we played and the manner in which we won that uh, impressed you most um you know to say the least uh, it's like you know old good memories of the first half of the season mm, yeah like it was not the same formation but still it gives us a glimpse of what we can expect uh, in the next season like could you know much more in deeper yep and even Sturridge, Sturridge was, you know, old memories as I said, like the old Sturridge, yep. put right shoulder to shoulder with the defenders, it was awesome, awesome. Like, this was a game like, you know, long time I haven't uh, saw a match that we forget about the result while we are, while we are watching it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, Pranav, um, did you yeah. feel nervous before the game about... Um, you know, especially with the Liverpool's record against the bottom half, uh, against teams in the bottom half of the table, um, did you go into the into the game slightly nervous, nervously anticipating, or were you quite confident that um, we'll we'll get a positive result? I, I was not confident at all. Uh, thing is that, uh, as you said, like last few matches, we have been uh, the, we have been very slow in our uh, movement. Uh, our transition was very slow and. Uh, because of this, like uh, the uh, the team who was who were getting behind the ball, like put in ten people, ten players behind the ball, we are not able to break through. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, I was very and I, I was actually very negative when the match started. But uh, slowly uh, the game they played was beautiful, and uh, it, I was pleasantly surprised. And I, I'm hoping that uh, the, in the next match we'll continue the same. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I think if you find, I mean, if you if you read through. Um, all the social media um, noise, um, and even on the website, in our website as well, um, I think you find that um, the opinions or the feelings um, were quite um, divided. Um, uh, you know, on paper, um, West Ham should not have ever posed um, a proper threat to us, whether um, they were at full strength or not. But it's just because of our, you know, um, of the way we. We, we, you know, we performed against these teams from the bottom half of the table. That um, that put that set um, that anxiety, that anxiety that came in. But it was also good, um, I guess, that we 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 won um, in, the, in that way and putting more than one, two, more than three goals, four goals. Um, you know, in the manner of the win. Um, Shankar, which player caught your eye most in? Uh, yeah, yeah, actually, I was, I was really interested with Emre Khan. Uh, he, he was really good in that opening midfield position. And the way he was uh, covering for the defence. Our, our dear government was really a bad mental strength. We normally used to switch off after 30, 30 odd minutes something in every match. Even during the Crystal Palace match, we, we had a good defence. Our defence was doing very good. The donor defending and man marking up to 30 minutes. After that, they just switched off. Uh, I, I think, think that the main reason for that is our defensive midfield was not strong in that. Now so every can is obviously is a very good. Uh, he is a right good engine. He can just match everyone. Uh, this guy is really impressed me. I was really very critical of every can even in my post in other uh, forums in in forum. Um, but this guy in the last match he really did a good job. Though everybody will say Coutinho and Stuch did most of the damage, but Emery Khan was the man. 
Okay, that's that's an interesting observation. Um, I think Emery has really stepped up um, yeah. over the past month or so, especially in the absence of Hendo, um, yeah. and he's really um, come in with his. You know, it's uh, you know what, what I think that's most impressive about Emery was his, his, his aggressiveness. Um, I think he he brings that little bit extra bite. Um, into that into that midfield, and then of course who can who, who can forget that? Um, uh, and, and he, he doesn't shy away from a tackle. Unlike Lucas, he doesn't do the stupid tackles at the last minute. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being frank with the the quality of Lucas's tackles. Lucas is a great servant. Uh, uh, he's been with us for the last ten years. He did a good job whenever he has asked, but. I would take every over Lucas any day. <laughs> Speaking of Lucas, it's actually, um, there's a documentary on Lucas, 10 years as a Liverpool servant, um, airing right now even as we speak on LFC TV. Um, I'll see if I can find a copy of that and put it on the website. Um, Manav, which player caught your eye? Uh, you know, I think uh, one player about whom uh, not... I don't read too much commentary, but I think it's really important, is Simon Mignolet. I think, uh, you know, we are all talking about Coutinho and Sarage, but I think the guy who has consistently performed, not just in the West Ham game, but in the last five, six games, mm-hmm. has been Mignolet. And I think uh, his performance has given a platform to the defence to be much more confident because they know that crosses hit into the box, uh, you know, he will attack them, he will punch them or he will try and take them. And I think, uh, you know, if uh, Mignolet were to hold this form next season, I would expect our defence to be much more stronger because, you know, I always wondered why is it that we buy expensive defenders and the minute they join Liverpool, they, you know, they don't look so good. I mean, what is the reason for that? And I think one big reason is, uh, apart from, uh, you know, the, uh, the midfield not taking the defence uh, adequately, which was just uh, spoken about, uh, which I hope Klopp addresses uh, with Navi Keita or whoever. I think we haven't had a great goalkeeper for a long time and I, I, I'm really thrilled that finally Mignole put his hand up and long may it continue. And he caught my eye apart from uh, all the good work that happened in offense. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Mignole. He didn't really have a lot of things to do um, in the game, West Ham game, but I see your point. Um, he, he's, he's a guy that's really stepped up to the plate now. I mean... The, the criticism about Mignolet has always been that he's never had that, um, that right challenger, you know. He's never had that, that number two to really challenge him for that spot. So, um, you know how it is, you know, as a, as a competitive sports person. Uh, Brad Jones just, just won the Dutch League with uh, the Yeah, it's a, it's a <laughs> kind of redemption for him. I'm happy for him, you know, I'm happy for him. It's a kind of redemption for Brad Jones, isn't it? Yeah, that guy actually even kept I think, more than 15 clean sheets in the Dutch league. Yeah. Actually, Dutch league is a quite free-flowing league. Uh, they normally used to score a lot. Uh, it's an amazing thing. Yeah, but he's never and, really uh, exhibited that form at Liverpool. Yeah, That's the only yeah. thing. I, um, my limited point was that I think he needs to get a lot more credit than he has been getting. That's all I was trying to say. Mignolet, you mean, yeah. 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 Obviously. Obviously. Amir, do you think the goalkeeper um, uh, question has been solved once and for all? We actually have, um, you know, the, the 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 goalkeepers, the two goalkeepers that we want that would duke it out for for the next season, and that we don't have to look for 
other other goalkeepers or other names that have been linked to us for the goalkeeper position? I think we'll be able to answer that next season only uh, because you know uh, for me you have to question John Ashenberg also because Reina declined uh, when he came in as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, our goalkeeping coach is someone you know who should be looked at as well. Uh, you know Carriers he was you know behind uh, Noya the second best goalkeeper I think in Bundesliga last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he came here he looked uh, pretty jittery maybe uh, first season nerves or something like that. But still, uh, I think I would like to question John Ashenberg's coaching method. Uh, yeah, as I said, you know, even Reina declined in his uh, latter years when John Ashenberg came in. Mignole, uh, you know, hasn't looked top class in his three seasons over here. Fine, he has improved in his six months. But, uh, you know, uh, when you buy someone like Carius, you expect him to be number one uh, because uh, he's someone for the future. And uh, I do personally rate him uh, much higher than Mignole. Mm-hmm. Fine, I know he has improved a lot, Mignole, and all credit to him. Yep. Uh, but uh, somewhere down the line, you have to question our goalkeeping coach as well. I, I don't know how he has survived for this seven, eight, uh, eight years uh, at the club. Uh, the keepers have only gone, you know, they have only declined in this seven, eight years. And as Mano said, you know, uh, you need a strong goalkeeper. Even if you have a good defense, you need a strong goalkeeper to back them up. And uh, Unless, you know, we'll see uh, that next season that Mignolik can, uh, you know, he keeps, his, he keeps up his uh, performances. Unless we see that next season, uh, it'll be story of our season uh, again that, you know, our defense just can't hold up against all the, you know, the lower league attack or lower sides. Uh, you have to question Ashton Buck for me. Uh, apart from that, you, uh, unless I see the next season, uh, how Mignolik can, you know, improve much more. Mm-hmm. Or he can raise his game much more. Uh, I won't be able to answer it right now. Okay, let, let me ask this perhaps as an open question and, you know, anyone is uh, free to jump in on this point. Um, speaking about Ekterberg, um, uh, we all know that uh, this guy has, has, had, has been the brunt of a lot of criticism and almost ridicule um, <laughs> for the form of Mignolet and uh, uh, Reyna and, you know, these other goalkeepers uh, that have been there while when, uh, you know, when Ekterberg was the goalkeeping coach. Um, how fair do you think it is to, to pin all the blame on him? That's the first part of the question. The second part of the question is, do you think we should then be fair to Ekterberg and say that he should receive some of the credit for Mignolet's uptick in performance? Anyone? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, Okay, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Dev, go ahead. Hello, hello, Shankar. Shanks. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want me to go? Yeah. I will, yeah, 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 I'll go. Go yeah, our goalkeeper situation is definitely based on the. It's a confident issue. See, uh, we never had a proactive uh, defense. Our when the Pepperina was during the last year, we had a reactive defender like Spurton. He never goes to the ball. He always waits for the last dish tackle. In that situation, goalkeeper cannot do anything. See, uh, ignore defense when it's very close to the uh, uh, box. But even now, we don't have a proactive defender. We can say Matty, Pandoran, they are proactive, they are ball players. But ever since Agar went, we don't have a replacement for Agar. The guy you can 
take the ball from the box and pass it to the defensive midfielder. And other thing is, we don't have a proper defensive midfielder till now who can uh, receive the ball at proper. Stevie played that quarterback role. Uh, that was purely our team was based on attack, not on defense. We considered a lot of goal. And because of that low content issue, we, we've been considering a lot of goal. Once Mignola, uh, Mignola felt that he is very really confident with the uh, defenders, he started performance. That's my view. Okay, I don't know how many here, uh, Manav here, I don't know how many here uh, had a chance to read uh, Carragher's, uh, Jamie Carragher's, Carragher's article in Daily Mail. Uh, he was talking about how he wishes uh, Buffon wins the Champions League. And his point was that, uh, you know, I don't know how many of us know this, but Juventus paid £30 million pounds in 2001 yeah, to buy yeah. to to Buffon. And, and, and Kara's point was that, you know, a superb goalkeeper is worth his weight in gold. And I think, you know, we all hate United, I mean, uh, from the bottom of our hearts. But you've got to admit, Digia is a great keeper. Hugo Lloris, great keeper. And they get their teams a lot of points. And I think they give uh, a lot of solidity to the defence. And uh, looks like uh, Klopp's call is that Mignolet has reached that level. Uh, I hope Klopp is right, and uh, you know we were. I mean, we have no choice as fans but to trust his judgment. But I, I really hope that uh, you know if Mignolet is staying, he he keeps up this form, and I would expect that we would be conceding much lesser than we did this year. I mean, frankly, the number of goals we have let in this year is atrocious. You know, we can't we can't possibly hope to be winning the league conceding 40 plus goals. I mean, it's just not gonna happen. Yeah, exactly. So, I have to add a point here, uh, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Hello? Go ahead, yeah. yeah. So, uh, as everyone is saying that uh, uh, Mignole has improved a lot, but I just have one problem with that guy is that he's not commanding enough in his, uh, in his back line. He does not command the back uh, line. And I think that, that's where we have to improve either KPS or some uh, new goalkeeper. He has to be that tough guy who shouts at his defense. Like, be uh, to be more disciplined, and uh, same goes for uh, a destroyer as well. Like we need a bad guy, like uh, a Harrier type of poster type guy who, who is like uh, a shitty guy who does dirty things, and that's what we are missing. We have a lot of good players in our team. He's he's come out for more. You know, one of the things one of the things about Mignolet is that he likes to punch more than he catch, right? He he likes to yeah, punch more exactly. than he catches, but. Um, but I've I've started to see him catch more actually. Yeah. yeah I, I, I agree, Joe. I agree. I think he's catching it when the you know that the players are not attacking. So that's where he is catching the ball very confidently. But when we are having corners or lots of, of you know opponent players in our box, then he he has got very confident when it comes down to crosses now. So that's where you need to give him credit and John. Like, like uh, you know, you, you asked it in the second part of your question. question. John deserves uh, credit for this improvement in Mignolet's form. Yeah, you know, and talking about whether he deserves to stay or is this criticism legit? Uh, goalkeeping is such a uh, you know a position where you can't uh, you give him so much of time. Like he has been here for seven to eight years, I guess. He has been under Rafa and uh, Brendan and Klopp now. So, this is not kind of academic situation where you will let them uh, make mistakes and improve. You need certain solid solution for a long time. 
सो यू नो मे बी योर डिफेंसिव फील्डर्स एंड अटैकर्स मे चेंज इन अ सीजन और टू बट यू नीड योर गोल कीपर टू बी सॉलिड See, and again, that comes to Trashu. We've been chipping and changing our defense for a lot of time. First goal was there, then we had Sako. Obviously, the bamboo and the ice, Sako. I still can't see why I'm defending that ball. And the thing is, the thing why he's not commanding the box is he has trust issues. He doesn't trust his defender. to to whether to come the come to the ball or stay the stay behind the line to catch the ball. That's the main reason for the player not commanding the box. Okay. 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 Some some interesting points there. Okay, we're just moving moving away from um goalkeeper goalkeepers. Um let's talk about two let's talk about two players, okay? Um first guy I want to talk about um is Daniel Sturridge. Okay. Um we know that um he's got a dedicated wing named after him, the Daniel Sturridge wing at uh, Liverpool Hospital. Um, <laughs> he's got frequent flyer miles at the hospital you know, for every body part that is <laughs> he's strained um and um you know so, you know i, I kind of get worried when he even celebrates a goal that he might pull a muscle or hamstring or, or something but we've really missed him i mean he he shows we all okay we all know that daniel sturridge is a fantastic striker we know that he is par excellence and he's got the skills on the ball and his level of execution and finish it's second to none it's really amazing we've seen amazing goals that he scored okay um it, it, the fitness the his fitness has really really um uh, let him down but um may i pose this question to to pranav okay pranav you there Yeah. Okay, God. I hope I thought you went to sleep or something. <laughs> <laughs> um how 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 do you see Daniel Sturridge's um, future in Liverpool moving forward? Do you think he still has a future? Do you think he still can um, be a part of what we are trying to do under the club plan? Uh, I don't think he has a future. Like I read I read this somewhere where like he's like uh, uh irritating but sexy girl and but The we want to get rid of it get rid of it but we cannot like like we cannot you know why this so uh, i think we but it's time we need some point we have to uh, take a ruthless or and uh, let him go because although i i am a big fan of uh, serge but thing is that uh, if he is just available for six matches a season then he is as good as uh, uh, he is not any fuse uh, good news for the team So it's better if you let him uh, go. But uh, I don't. I, I think that I have to add a point here that if West Ham is an option, then we have to com- completely rob them off because he has scored a goal against them. So it gets it's always an advantage, right? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Yep. Yep. Yes. Hello. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yep. <laughs> um. Okay. What about the rest of you guys? Do you think we should keep him or sell him? Sell him. Well, that was straight. Uh, Banana Bear, uh, what, what I would do is I would give him two options. Uh, you know, I would tell him that look, if you want to stay, uh, you know, we are not going to pay you a fixed salary. Uh, you pay you if you play a match, this is what you get. Uh, you know, if you score a goal, this is what you get. I mean, incentivize him on a per playing basis. And if he is not okay with that, I would say. Because you know, uh, 
wonderful player as he is i mean he is no good to me he's sitting in hospital and i'm waiting for him i don't know i mean if he if he if he agrees on a uh, pay as you play uh, basis i would keep him otherwise i would sell i think he is already on an incentive based contract not a fixed yeah, one but he gets a fixed salary uh, for not playing And, but i don't think it's a really big one but yeah i agree with your point that uh, his injury his fitness is a big concern like right now i'm looking at his uh, statistics in premier league he has scored three goals one assist from six appearances and in F- fa cup no goals in league he has three four goals from three appearances now what my point is that uh, also uh, right now just yesterday or today we had this article on our website that uh, he has been actually available for more than 65% or 70% of the games but mm-hmm. thing is klopp is not using him mm-hmm. so you can see also that klopp is not uh, you know not having that much faith in him that he has on firmino but last game uh, there was a change in formation also slight change in playing style when it comes to forward like we were not pressing in that dynamically when firmino was there and then there you saw you know old sturridge running off the shoulders and you know his, his movement, movement was fantastic for both the goals the one he scored and for the tap in for oregi so i don't think anytime soon klopp will completely change his you know playing style will give up on that dynamic front foot uh, foot pressing and employ his uh, more of a brandon uh, type of game plan so that's why he needs to go like we can cash in big money from him if we can convince west ham or any other premier league club and th- there will be clubs for him do you think he was oh, i don't think that i agree if we can get 15 million for jordan i i mean we should be able to skim somebody <laughs> off i would go uh, yeah, yeah. unless we get top dollar it's too pretty to sell storage for 2025 million we should at least milk 14 45 for that storage uh, that's a that's a best trade for him in this market and i would also like to see him play for us at least if he can stay fit and play two games a month Uh, especially those cup games and especially the games which we need to break down the defense mm-hmm. he is a really good guy to break down the defense he can uh, play between defenders he can play off the shoulders of the defenders he can make those runs especially when you saw again this time that first goal uh, he was making the run and this went around goalkeeper score uh, i don't think origi would have scored that goal Yeah. Uh, I still see Sturridge as uh, very much in the plan of uh, Klopp. There have been lots of articles going on in uh, Twitter and other social media that he's been available for so and so time, but Klopp's Klopp still not picking him. Uh, and some people say he's been uh, injured again and again. But I would still say, uh, like to see Sturridge play some games, at least two to three games a month. Especially next year, we need a top striker. We will be we will be we will be in uh, four competition. Uh, so we want to win at least two or two competition of that uh, uh, four. Well, so and again qualify qualify for Champions League. So Sturridge should be very much part of our plan. Well, mm. on um, on the Twitter, I put in a poll. Um, mm. uh, given Sturridge's injury record, would you keep him mm. if his contract was availability incentivized? That means if he only plays for fifty percent, you then you only pay fifty percent. Mm. Um, we had four hundred and three votes on this. It's still got fourteen mm. hours left on this poll. Mm. Um, mm. But it's pretty, um, pretty resounding. Eighty-one um, percent mm. 
have said keep him to keep him but with conditions attached so very much like what uh, manav has said so keep him because he's too he's too good of a of a footballer to lose um but mindful of the fact that his availability due to injury is a, it's a go uh, it's a ongoing concern um one thing i think i guess we need to know is that we cannot build a team around him if we, if we keep thinking that okay um one day starich is going to be fit you know he's going to slot in into this formation that's going to click you know fantastically yeah. well for us and, yeah i think Klopp is smart enough to you know uh, yeah. understand that uh, you can't build a team around starich the thing is uh, Uh, with next year potentially Champions League uh, in our hands, and if we qualify for that, there will be more games. So if he's uh, you know studied, you know if Klopp uh, makes him uh, understand that uh, if you are uh, ready to sit on the bench, you know just be a squad player, and if he's ready to uh, sit on the bench uh, for majority of the games, then it's fine with me if he stays because uh, anyways a big game, and I don't think uh, Arsenal is going to buy more United because he's already played for City and uh, Chelsea. So I can't see going back there again. Uh, apart from them, I don't think anyone can afford him. Given his injuries, no one is going to pay us 40-45 million for him. Uh, the mid-table clubs. So uh, and I can't see the likes of Juventus or Bayern or anyone else, you know, coming in and buying Sharif uh, for 40-45 million. I think he is going to stay. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. So if he is ready to sit on the bench uh, with the games, uh, there there are going to be many games next year as well. So if he is ready to sit on the bench. Uh, I can see him staying, and uh, I personally want to uh, see him more, uh, see more of him next year. So hopefully he stays because he is a quality player. You can't just replace uh, guys like this, you know, like that. Uh, and anyways, if we are going to buy a striker, I don't think he has to go. Uh, he is available uh, as well from next season. So it just you know, uh, as you you saw with Mignolet, uh, competition helps. Yeah. So if we, you know, keep storage, it will keep other guys, you know, intact. You know, there will be more. Uh, what do you say? Yeah, yeah. There will be more, much more. Yeah. That storage is just right hand. Once again, um, I had another poll on the site uh, on Twitter, um, and this has to do with the fitness of Firmino. So I asked the question: If Firmino is fit for the Borough game, um, would you keep him on the bench, bring him on for Origi? Or bring him on for Daniel Sturridge. Now this one we had a fairly um, uh, quite a big number of people. Six hundred and nineteen people have voted. Still got fifteen hours left on this. Um, again, um, a significant portion have said sixty-nine percent says bring him in for Origi, um, but huh? for only four percent says to replace Sturridge. So the fan base yeah. is coming off from the West Ham performance. Want to yeah. keep Sturridge in and would bring in Firmino, but drop. Um, Origi. Yeah, I, I would say uh, actually I voted for him to be in the bench on that poll. Uh, we don't have to break the uh, Sturridge-Origi partnership. See, Origi uh, maybe he's irritating a bit, but he's doing a thankless job. He is pressing the defenders. He's taking the defenders away, and uh, he is again pressing from the front, and he, he holds the ball well. Um, I would say just keep uh, Firmino on the bench. And play both Sturridge and uh, Origi, and we are waiting for whether Sturridge is fit for the next game. 
It should be still our three more days, sir. Anything could happen, Jadija. Who would you keep? Would you would you keep the team as it is? Um, you know, don't yes. change it a bit. Yeah, broken, I mean, will definitely play the same eleven which we played uh, uh, against Vishal, with Jadija and Origi up front. But the formation will be the four four two diamond. It's better than four 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 three three now. Sorry. So so um. I, yeah. Let me ask the Pranav. I give it a chance. Hello, Pranav. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, just saying. Yeah. So, so are you? Are you? Are you? Would, what, what's your? What's? How are you leaning? Would you? Would you change? Would you bring Firmino back? Because obviously, you know, Firmino is Klopp's guy, right? He's Klopp's go-to guy. He loves him. I think he's got some dirty snaps on him or something. You know. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, guys, it's, it's a good uh, method to do that. It will become a favorite. Hello. Uh, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, do you think you would chop and change, or do you think you would bring in Firmino? I I bring in Tomino because uh, he uh, I don't know I'm, I'm not a very big fan of Origi right now. Uh, he is not uh, as uh, but I'm not in favor of what Chaka was saying that he was doing his job before as well but he was also contributing more towards the uh, end uh, third third half of the game. So he's not he has become slow. I don't know why. Maybe he has uh, burnt burnt up a lot. Uh, so uh, and he is uh, his pressing was also good but. Uh, that that showed Firmino uh, brings in a better uh, edge there. He presses the ball and I have never seen Firmino's edge uh, partnership for a long time. So I want to see that as well. Uh, they haven't really clicked very well together, have they? Firmino and Sturridge. Even last season, they weren't uh, like you know on top of the world when they were playing together. We were all enthusiastically waiting for Sturridge to get fit, and we were you know, like talking what will happen when Coutinho, Firmino, and Sturridge this uh, front three and all that. But when actually Firmino and Sturridge started playing together, they were they looked out of sync. So I think right now I would agree with Shanks and go on with Origi. Don't change the winning day. How much? How much of this is because of um, how do you say? The compatibility of Firmino, uh, the compatibility of a, uh, of a pairing between Firmino and Sturridge, um, versus their, you know, their style of play, maybe. Um, so Firmino is better um, in the middle rather than being shunted out to the to the to the wing, or vice versa. How, how much of it is, is is a style issue or? What they bring to the to the to the team, and, and then in the flip side of that question, you know, how well um, uh, do Divock, Origi, and Sturridge work together? Anyone? I think it's more down to the style of play. Like I said, even I stressed on this part earlier, earlier questions. That is more down to style of play. Whether Klopp is willing to like even uh, last game, they were not pressing so hard from the front, but it was like uh, Coutinho pulling the strings from the middle. But when Firmino plays in that our preferred for game style, yeah, he will receive the ball from the middle and he will take on the defenders and midfielders and go ahead. Run with the ball. While in case of Sturridge, he will just the, the moment he receives the ball, he will pass it to the uh, next midfielder. So that actually, you know, break down the play. But in case if you are playing, uh, you know, free, you know, just pass the ball quickly, quickly, rather than pressing and uh, having a creative player, then I think they might click. But Sturridge is not the guy to go 
you know, to play him in the middle. I mean, like uh, that false nine role. And neither Firmino, uh, Firmino and Origi, they never play good when they are playing on the wings. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, uh, when we are playing teams who want to play football, when you are playing Manchester City, when you are playing Chelsea, you are playing Tottenham, you are playing Everton, you know, when you are playing someone like that, you are playing Swansea, then I think Firmino is your man because, you know, he will press and he'll harry and, you know, the 4-3-3 combination seems to have worked very well for us in those sort of games with Firmino leading the line. But, you know, against teams uh, like West Ham and, uh, you know, like Southampton and Anfield who are just content to, you know, have 10 guys behind the ball and uh, stuff like that, I, I don't think Firmino is effective. And I don't, I, and I think in those sort of matches, uh, you know, Klopp needs to look at uh, maybe having Firmino as a bench option and not start him at all. Uh, because I think in those sort of games, we need more creativity. And uh, Firmino is creative, but he's, uh, he's, he's yeah, you know, his finishing is not in the same class as someone like Sturridge. Because, you know, in these sort of games, uh, what happens is that if you kill uh, the early chance you get the whole dynamic of the goal uh, of the game changes you know the team uh, uh, you know they can no longer sit back and just relax and you know come Liverpool uh, try and score you know they have to come out of their shell and uh, uh, but whereas if you start with Firmino he's not able to break defenses down that in my view so I think there has to have to be two different approaches to uh, to uh, you know to the season next next time. Okay, okay. Um, how, how I mean, really, this this four four two diamond, it's something that um, I think a lot of people have been crying out for. This um, you know more bold up uh, front foot uh, uh, attacking approach for for a while. Um, this is really the plan B, isn't it? Or is this the plan A and 4-3-3 should be the plan B? <laughs> um, it, no, it uh, like, yeah. I would still say it is a, this should be the plan B, especially those teams who are sparking buses. We can uh, play 4-4-2 diamond and uh, attack totally in the centre. It's like a battering ram, I would say. Yeah. Attack from the middle. Yeah, it seems that... I think 4-3-3 should... Yeah, yeah, I think there's a 4 3, three uh, should still be the plan A and we were doing fantastic, uh, fantastic in the first half of the, of, the, of the season with this formation. At that time, we had Hendo and Mane both playing together. You know, uh, if you, uh, any one of you remember, we had this stats on social media and uh, even in articles that Klein is one of the most creative fullbacks. He's creating uh, the most number of chances. Compared to even the Tottenham fullbacks, who are probably one of the best in the world. And they are actually going forward. That was more down to because Mane was playing there. You know, because of his pace, his uh, his link-up play and he will, he will drift inside. Uh, Klein used to get those chances to stretch the game and uh, pull in a few crosses. Most of the time it was grounded cross, but still, he was creating chances. So, I think 4-3-3 is still good. But we need to change the fullbacks in that. I am ready to have Klein next season as our starting right back. And despite, you know, this is probably an unpopular opinion, but Klein hasn't been that cut above for me this season. Hasn't but been... we need to change Milner. 
Yeah, Klein is actually a good defensive option. His really weak point is he cannot cross. Sometimes we need to cross, we need to find the players in the middle from the wing. But that, I don't think Klein can do that. He's a very good defensive option. Uh, yeah. Did you, did, you, did, you say, did, you, did you say that um, Klein was uh, a very creative player? <laughs> I did not say that. You know, we had the statistics, yeah, we, right? Yeah, like, he was taking chances. But that was more down to because he had a, a super uh, player in front of him, hmm. in Mane. And the no, same was not the case for Milner. Okay. But the thing is, that even if, uh, if you start playing Lucas at right back, then he'll be the most creative player from right back. <laughs> <laughs> the, the main reason for that, Klein uh, uh, has much less defending too, because Edo would cover the uh, right back position. But here, I think the can lacks experience to do all those things, uh, covering both the full backs from the defensive midfield. That's the reason he was the most creative player during the first half. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Okay. So I need to. I think that uh, like if we go on with the same kind of player, I'm saying kind of players because uh, in all this transfer uh, transfer window, I have not heard about. I have heard about a lot of fingers, but again, nothing uh, very substantial. So if we have a similar kind of bunch of players, then I think we have to go with the formation of what Pep did at Bayern. It's four one four one. I think that that suits our players the best. I guess that's my opinion. And I thought I said somewhere in the forum as well. Uh, I think that I thought I think that that would be better for us. Uh, neither it's a it's a hybrid between four three three and four two three one. So yeah. I think that's the best option we have right now. Okay. Um, okay. Someone's at, someone's at the door. Let me get the door. Ding dong. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Coutinho. Let's come to Fili- uh, Felipe Coutinho. Yeah. This guy has been. Uh, He's, he's, um, he's bang on form at the moment. And, yeah. uh, it's great to see the little magician, um, you know, doing his shimmy shimmy and just bamboozling uh, uh, defenders and uh, opposition, uh, opposing players, um, scoring goals. Uh, you know, I don't have the number on assist, assists right now, but this is in a season where he has been injured and uh, he's, he's, he's doing quite, quite decently, actually. Um, yeah, he missed actually 20% of the game because of the injury. Yeah, yeah. and also, a lot, of course, the, the Barca rumor just refuses to die like a bad stench. It keeps yeah. again and again and again. Um, how important now is uh, Coutinho playing in this hole important for, for uh, Klopp moving forward to it's the last remaining game and next season? Uh, especially if you are going to continue with 4-4-2 and Coutinho should be the man to play in the middle behind the striker. He is a guy who can break the lock, he can just pass those sideways, he can find the striker running forward and he can take advantages of the uh, defenders lacking and he can, uh, obviously he can shoot from outside the box, inside the box as well. It's important that Coutinho should be playing in the middle. That is most creative and most valuable position than we will we'll be wasting him on the wing. Mm-hmm. I can't well, when the Barcelona looking to replace uh, Iniesta with Coutinho, you know, it, it speaks volume that how much important Coutinho is. Yeah. 
and how good Coutinho no, is. Uh, that, that, that is a silly rumor, man. Barcelona no, is now going uh, to buy Coutinho. Uh, Coutinho just uh, said he, he, he said he's happy, he settled. He just, just, Neymar just trying to tapping him up. But Coutinho knows and his uh, agent knows that uh, Liverpool is the best place, best place for him for at least next two, three years. He's not fully developed yet. Okay, he's doing the magical stuff, but he's yeah. not fully developed yet. Well, you okay. know, the, the, the Spanish know-it-all, Guillaume uh, Balag, um, he, he's been saying quite a few things on this thing. He's basically saying that Barca yeah, is not interested in him. What he did say is that Barca are actually not interested in him because actually they want, to, they want a midfielder, but they don't see Felipe Coutinho as a midfielder. They see more as a forward player. Um, and uh, uh, Gilan Balag puts forward, put forward, puts forward this reason as, as why Barca are not necessarily as interested as in him. Um, and then yet, um, I think he, it was also him that says that actually all these this rumours about him going to um, Barca are actually being created by his own camp. Actually, I read another rumour. It was a silly clickbait article. Uh, it was said, uh, continue wanted by Madrid. Then I went inside the link, I saw that was our famous Charlie Adam was saying that Coutinho can play for either Barcelona or Real Madrid. All these things will happen for the next two, three months. We just have to ignore it. And Coutinho said he's very happy with us and he's going to stay there. He wants to become a legend with Liverpool. So we should just leave it at that. That's it. We are just starting to concentrate on buying other players and uh, uh, we have to think about what we are going to do next year of uh, uh, winning the obviously Premier League. But I guess we know that um, Klopp, you know, um, will never sanction such a deal because, you know, it yeah. looks quite obvious. I mean, he says that, you know, he plans to play him, um, you know, in the, in, the, in the hall next season. Um, it's very clear that he's building this, he's going to build the team around uh, Coutinho, around this player. No, I, 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 I wouldn't agree that because Klopp is not the guy who builds a team around certain individuals. He, he finds the individuals to fit into the system and he plays the system. He's not playing the individual. Okay, I wouldn't agree to that. Even if the worst case scenario, Coutinho goes to Barcelona or some other team, he will find some other guy who can do the job of Coutinho. That's my opinion. Klopp is never going to depend on a single person to do the job for the team. He will play a system which is suitable for all the players that everybody can be a hero, not a single guy. That's Klopp. Okay, let me pose this question, okay? Um, mm-hmm. Maybe I'll pose this to Amir then. Um, mm-hmm. So if you were Coutinho, mm-hmm. all right? Say if you were Coutinho and an offer from Barcelona does come in, say, hypothetically speaking, they are interested in Coutinho and they are willing to pay 80 million pounds, all right? And we are willing to sell. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well, okay, <laughs> whether we're willing to sell or not is up the question. But if you were Coutinho, would you, option A... Decide to go to Barcelona and be almost be guaranteed that you play against, play with world-class footballers as teammates and guaranteed to win things, but just be another digit um, and always be in the shadow of um, Lionel Messi and Neymar. Mm. Or would you stay in Liverpool and be uh, a legend? Amir. Yeah, uh... I would say, actually, uh, and the, there are a couple of points. The first is, Coutinho is only 24 right now, you know, so he can, you know, see the future right now that he knows Klopp is playing the right football and Liverpool is on the up right now, hopefully. So he can, 
sorry, he can see that uh, he can stay here for a couple of more years here. He can be a legend over here. Over there, he might become a squad player. You, you see what happened to Gomez, right there, uh, Andre Gomez. Mm-hmm. He went there and he's just a squad player right now. And it, you know, Coutinho is much better than him, I know. But still, you know, you never know what happened. You, you saw what happened with even Sanchez over there. Yep. And Sanchez is, uh, you know, a proven broadcast player. So you never know if you go to Madrid or Barca, you're going to be a hit like Suarez uh, was a hit. But you can't guarantee it. Yeah. So if I was Coutinho, I would stay here for a couple of more years, a uh, couple of years here. Uh, I would stay here. I would become a legend. Uh, there are chances, you know. I personally feel that we are close to, we are closer to a title, not maybe a league title, but uh, FA Cup or a League Cup. We are closer to that. And he's still, uh, you know, he's still young. He's just 24. You know, why go there and waste your career if it doesn't work out? Who's going to buy you then? You're gonna, yeah. you know, your career is done. Yeah. So if if I'm Coutinho, I stay here for two three years, and if still you know uh, there have been false dawns in our uh, history in the past ten ten years, if nothing happens, he'll still be 26 27, like Suarez was, and then he can leave. You know, stay here for two three years. You know, be a legend. If we start winning things, he's gonna stay here forever. So if I were Coutinho, I would stay here for two three years more and become a legend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, there's there's a there's a music that I've I've missed. Well, we've mm-hmm. all missed for some time. The Yellow Miss Champions So we're getting quite close to this right now. I don't want to count the chickens before they hatch, and I jinx it. <laughs> well, actually. Um, you know, I think in the in the forecast global show when we did the prediction for the West Ham game, um, everyone predicted a win. So since I was so shitty at predict- prediction, I just predicted that um, West Ham would hammer us ten nil, um, and <laughs> I got my wish came true because the reverse came true. So <laughs> I think Barrow may may we may hit us for twenty goals. So we might <laughs> put more than five <laughs> past them. <laughs> Yeah, I was very close to my prediction. I predicted 5-0 in a very oh, really? uh, okay. sarcastic manner, but... Uh, I, I think Koma predicted perfectly. He went for a 4-1. 4-0. Okay? I did 5 final, final, yeah. So, uh, how, how, how significant is finishing in the top four for us? Zero net spend, considerably weaker squad, loads of injuries. It's crazy the amount of injuries that we've sustained. Um, and, you know, of course, you know, mucking up in all of these games that we're supposed to win. Um, you know, how significant is this? I mean, there was this thing that says that, okay, do you, okay for, let me ask it this way. Do you think finishing in the top four for Liverpool is a greater achievement than the scum winning Europa League? What do you think? Uh, I, I would say don't, don't bother about scum. Uh, what are they going to do? I'm not worried about that. But... With this squad and with the amount of money we spent, if we finish in the top four, that is a target achieved for the current season. Especially we are in the early stage of club era. He is just in his second year and maybe he spent three transfer windows. Uh, this is a very good, uh, very good result for us. 
and once we get into a champion league obviously we're going to attract better players and club will have every opportunity to build a better squad and obviously and next season we i think we will at least win two trophies whether it's a league cup or a league or champions league obviously uh, i don't know but we will we will win something next year i'm sure club chat win club winning club joint is it in this 3 years i would definitely win one cup or the least one trophy whether it's a league cup or a league or champions league or anything but i am not pushing sure next year we are going to win a cup one or two something like that manav do you think that given the context and situation um us finishing in the top 4 is as good as a trophy or are we just consoling ourselves No, we are not consoling ourselves. Uh, I mean, uh, we, as you yourself said, we have not spent too much money. Our squad is wafer thin. I mean, the kind of players that we have played sometimes is, uh, you know, is uh, is 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 is, is uh, I don't know. It's incompetence on part of the club not to recruit more. Or anyway, we are where we are. And I think if we finish in the top four, uh, you know, it will be a big achievement. And I think. Klopp uh, will not make this mistake twice of having a wafer thin squad. So we are definitely recruiting a lot many more players, uh, you know, who can slot straight into the first team. Uh, the only uh, thing that uh, Champions League would do is it upgrade the pedigree of the player that uh, you know we would be able to get, and it would break the vicious cycle of trying to get into the Champions League with players who are not at that level in order to attract players who are at that level to hopefully stay where we are. So you know, at some point, you've got to do it with players who are not Champions League material in order to get Champions League material, yeah. and that's why, and that's why I, I would, uh, I would think yes, it's a considerable achievement because you know, uh, hand on heart, how many of us can say that uh, you know, man to man, our team is better than City or it's better than Arsenal or Chelsea or I mean, you know, uh, that's a fact of life. Yeah. and i think uh, clock would have done wonders to get us into top 4 without spending too much money mm-hmm. and i think uh, it would give him the chance to significantly strengthen the squad get in players he wants to get and i hope uh, you know we do something uh, in the cups or in the league or in the champions league or uh, you know and 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 we get to top 4 again next season which yeah. again uh, increases our attractiveness to potential recruits yeah. so i think it's absolutely critical i think that deserves a big round of applause <laughs> Okay, um, guys, thanks for that. Um, we're gonna go for a short musical break, but don't go anywhere. When we return, we'll talk about um, Liverpool Football Club. We'll talk about India, and we'll talk a little bit more about our guests. So stay tuned. <laughs> Okay, guys. Do you know in 2014 Liverpool were rated the number one most trusted football brand in India? Did you know that? 
Yeah, of course I know that. Even I was uh, planning to buy that uh, mobile. Liverpool was associated with the mobile company, but that turned out to be a worse mobile. I didn't buy that. <laughs> <laughs> I can I can share one experience here. Uh, you know, uh, uh, my my elder son is now 14 years old. When he was about uh, eight years old, you know, I live in a place called Noida near Delhi. Steve McMahon, uh, who comments, uh, who used to comment on uh, on Star, uh, you know, ex Liverpool captain. He has started a Liverpool coaching academy here in Noida, and uh, you know, I being uh, uh, you know the Liverpool junkie. So my son had actually joined, and uh, you know, and I was very excited about it. I thought you know this is the beginning of uh, Liverpool setting up academies in India and stuff like that. But I think the response was poor, and he shut down after six eight months. And uh, you know, I I got to I got to speak to him and I asked him why did you do that, and he said that look, it's just not commercially viable. I realized that uh, you know uh, the price point at which I want to operate and the price the market is uh, too divergent. But anyway, be that as it may. I would I would think that uh, you know uh, things are uh, things are a little different now, and I would I would think that uh, uh, you know the market is hopefully more ripe for uh, Liverpool to grow commercially and supporting buys in India. I would hope so, and I think so. What do you think? Has, what do you think has changed then? What do you think has changed? Especially the emergence of ISL, yeah. Yeah, now the football is uh, more people are interested in football and uh, we have lots of ex Liverpool players coming here and playing for the local teams it's obviously a great thing to watch our ex uh, our old players here in person and charge Josie with them and uh, take a selfie or thing. it's a great thing and it's right time for Liverpool to penetrate our Indian market there's a lot of opportunity here and it's still a very young footballing nation and our own national team is doing well now. They, they, they have been going up in the rankings now, they have printed the top right now from 140. So it's a, it's a good time for Liverpool to concentrate on Indian market, especially when face out that scums. Uh, I think, I, I, Joe, I, you know, I'm, an, I'm, a, I'm a financial investor, you know, I invest money for myself and for other people. And speaking economically, I think what has changed is that uh, I know a lot of people uh, who've traveled to Anfield or uh, Stamford Bridge or whatever they, wherever their loyalties lie and they've seen those matches. You know, they've been to Champions League and they've watched the Champions League, they've been to State de France, they've been X, Y, Z. And, you know, uh, it, it gives them a kick. The game gives them a kick. And I think there is greater affordability. There is greater, uh, you know, uh, awareness and a greater passion. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, I mean, cricket is still the number one sport in India. That's a fact of life. But I think football is at least subconsciously catching up. And I think, uh, you know, uh, the, 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 the ground is more fertile now. I think two years ago. And thanks to social media and this, uh, you know, yeah. football games, video, it is catching up there. It will take time, a young population following football. Yeah. I think two yeah, years ago. Yeah, but it will um, get there. Yeah, in two years, two years ago, Liverpool actually um, launched the dedicated uh, LFC India Twitter account for Indian supporters, LFC, LFC India. 
Um, and at the time, they were the first and only English football club to have a dedicated social media presence um, in India. So um, there's some things that the club um, is doing. But I think um, with any, any endeavors like this where uh, fans are involved, there needs to be a greater level of engagement um, from, from the grassroots. From where you guys are, um, do you see this um, happening? Amir, in your experience, um, do you see what kind of engaged, fan engagement do you, are you seeing um, from the ground from Liverpool supporters? Uh, I think they should tour India. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there, there was something yeah, like, I mean, with yeah. Steven Gerrard or something, but he never. There was no further announcement. He was supposed to come with the, yeah, the yeah. academy or something, but. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's the point. No, uh, they already, you know, go to China and Malaysia, Singapore, as you know, it, they, they do come to these places. They have this stronghold in Asia. So why not in India as well, you know? Uh, they know the market is quite high. Yep. So I think they should capitalize on that and they should, at least once, uh, they should tour India uh, for pre-season. Maybe not bring in uh, Coutinho's and everyone, but at least they can uh, bring the second string here. And play a preseason with uh, ISL clubs or I-League clubs. So maybe they can try and do that first, uh, and then take step by step. Maybe then open some stores or something like that. But for me, they should uh, first, you know, uh, tour India, uh, and that's how they can, you know, expand their, you know, fan base or something like that. Yeah. So, from uh, in my personal opinion, they should tour uh, India first. Amir stole my point. I was about to say that, that they could play a uh, Indian Super League uh, uh, team or uh, maybe uh, Indian uh, Liverpool versus Team India. So that that would be a huge uh, that would give a huge fan feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bayern Munich did that some time back. Bayern Munich came to Kolkata. He played. They played with uh, Indian team, Indian football team. That was a huge attraction. Uh, uh, yeah. lot of, I think it's filled. Salt Lake Stadium was filled up. It's almost like 120,000 capacity. Salt Lake Stadium. Yeah. 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 I want to see Coutinho here, dude. <laughs> Even I want to see him, but uh, I don't think he will come. Obviously, obviously, if the team comes, he will come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 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 I take the optimistic view. I think, uh, you know, uh, from when I started following Liverpool uh, way, way back, I don't know if some of you are even as old as that, but, uh, you know, uh, from uh, absolute utter ignorance then to a lot of awareness now and I think, uh, you know, before we know it, uh, you know, a lot of things are going to happen. So, to give one example, I think a lot of people now buy the club t-shirts, uh, a lot of people buy the club gear and that's not cheap stuff, right, in sports shops. So, that just, sh that just uh, shows the passion and I think… The, the jersey cost about 5,000 rupees. I have an original Adidas. It cost right. about 5,000 rupees in India. Right. I, I know, I know. So my point is, if people are willing to spend that kind of money, I think uh, the opportunity is there. Now, I don't know in what form, what shape, what, uh, you know, what will be A and what will be B and what will be C. But I, I, I suspect that the market is uh, a lot bigger than, uh, than, than, we, than we imagine, I think. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know whether you guys know or not, but 
during the isl luis garcia came to one of our chennai screening we had a special screening of our lfc game in chepak stadium that indoor that is indoor auditorium there luis garcia came for that screening so things like that would definitely help uh, uh, penetrating indian market and uh, i've been to all the isl games in chennai stadium i have seen lots of local jerseys there Lots of guys come here wearing the Liverpool jersey, and I also have interacted with lots of fans. And we, in Chennai, we have a regular screening like Mumbai and Bangalore. Now the Chennai is picking up. We have lots of. Uh, I think we have screening for almost every game in Chennai. Which team, um, English Premier League team, um, seems to have most number of um, supporters? Of course, this is not a scientific study, but you know, I, I would like to say it's United and Chelsea. United and Chelsea. United and Chelsea. Okay. I guess because of and the like success, everyone, right? there's a harsh truth here, yeah. Joe. Like, uh, just uh, adding to the last question, like we need to win something first, like to grow a fan base here. Because thing is that uh, we, as a nation, are uh, not so accessible. Right now, it is growing, but we are not so accessible to football. So now there are uh, some platforms like ISL and uh, uh, futsal uh, tournaments going on. And thing is that. Young people are now watching uh, these Premier Leagues and uh, La Ligas and all, and they will support the team who is winning. And, and, uh, are, and, and India is also hosting a FIFA Under 17 World Cup, so that will also help. I read this um, um, comment um, online. It was written well three years ago, well two two and a half years ago. I thought it was quite good, um, and um, the, the question was, you know, why? But this guy was saying why Liverpool and India have a lot of similarities. Okay, so this is what he says. Okay, first, a glorious past. Second, <laughs> decades of underperforming and failing to fulfill potential. Sleeping jade. <laughs> okay, the third one, a contempt for the British. Oh God. <laughs> I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a lot of people signing off from the Twitter Twitter account after this episode. <laughs> Um, okay, <laughs> elevating people who love us and perform well to a demigod status. Example: Shankly, Fowler, Fowler Sachin, etc., etc. Et <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, we were screwed by two whiskey noses, Alex Ferguson and Winston Churchill. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, faith. Liverpool fans and Indians have kept their faith even after a lot of false dawns. We have walked on with hope in our hearts. He goes on to say that he's always felt the core values of both India and Liverpool FC are very similar. Ever since he started watching LFC, it was the club for him. um, And he could never see himself supporting another club, even in his dreams. Um, It's um, a lot of... um, The club... You know, elicits a lot of um, emotions um, in many people, not just in Indians, but all over the world, you know. I mean, of course, with the You'll Never Walk Alone and, and, you know, really the history and the legacy, a lot of it, a lot of it, you know, we keep reflecting on. Um, So on that point, I I probably want to ask each one of you guys, you know, tell me a little bit more about yourself and, you know, how you came to support the club and what are your fondest memories of the, of, of the club? Um, maybe I'll start this in the reverse. Um, pra, uh, Pranav. Yeah. yeah. How, did you, how uh, did you come to be a Liverpool supporter and tell us a little bit about, um, about yourself? And you, just before that, I just want to say, 
Um, three of the guys here, uh, Pr- uh, Pranav, uh, Shankar, and Dev, are um, the guys, one of the three guys um, who were originals <laughs> on, on four when we started about nine months ago. Um, so they, yeah. they are quite familiar. They're quite familiar with our history and, and uh, how we started and, and uh, where we, how we progressed and where we are today um so f- for me as, as the founder of the of the website i'm, I'm quite grateful now to, to be able to do a show with these guys as well um but yeah Pranav, how how is your relationship with with the club and and how did how did you become a fan i came from a very rustic place in maharashtra so uh, there you are not very able to uh, football as such you know that India is a cricketing nation, so we used to play as a cricket a lot. But uh, at least I had turned when uh, Liverpool won the league, Champions League, 2005. That was the first time I really concentrated on Liverpool. Uh, but uh, the turning point was for me watching football and uh, Liverpool, watch Gerard, watch Torres. These guys were my uh, role model. Uh, they were my next role model cycle after them. Yeah, so that was the point. After the since then, I have been continuously following it. Although, yeah, the route has been patchy, but yes, I, I still support it. Okay, I think I got about 50% of that. <laughs> Some connection issues. Okay, never mind. We will just move on. Um, Dev, how about you? Uh, from where to begin? Uh, I think it was after 2005. Not very late, but uh, I still remember that uh, thing very well. Uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, it's kind of embarrassing, but... Uh, I brought a pen drive, a flash drive of my friend from school to take a little bit of, you know, porn and all that stuff. I was in school back then. And then... Thanks for being honest with us. <laughs> and, and I actually saw a video, um, you know, there were folders of, uh, you know, Backstreet Boys music and actually even wanted to get that. And then I saw this folder of Liverpool Football Club and there was a, a video named The Miracle of Istanbul. Yeah. And it was of 3GP quality. I did not knew who, who this team is in red because everything was in Chinese or Japanese, I don't know. Okay. But so it was, I think, pretty lengthy video. And at the end of the video, uh, uh, I was in love with the team in red and that guy who scored the header. Mm-hmm. So that's how it all started. And uh, then I started following it really hard and you know, uh, I will watch it uh, at that time I couldn't watch each and every game, but I will regularly follow it in the newspapers and then Torres finally he made me fall in love with Liverpool Interesting the guy who almost fell out of love with Liverpool as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, okay, Amir Actually, you're doing, I'm, I'm yeah. you're doing some stuff, right? You have a YouTube channel or something. Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you, you, you have some um, YouTube channel thing going on or something, um, if I'm mis- not mistaken. Yeah, it's a review thing. We review matches. Oh, okay. okay every good. match. Yeah, tell us a little bit about that and um, how you came to know, support the club and stuff like that. It was back in 2000. Uh, 3-2-0-4. Actually, I watched uh, Owen score a hat-trick in 2002 
against Newcastle, but that was just sporadic something, you know, just, you know, I was just watching and uh, Owen scored in, uh, scored an attack in 2002 and then it was just gone, but uh, I really, uh, you know, I, w- I did like Leeds as well in 2003-2004 before Rafa came in, uh, but these were my two teams, Leeds and Liverpool, and then Leeds went down. So you couldn't, and, and in India you don't see championship football and anything like that. Uh, Premier League, uh, as it was, uh, uh, even the, at that time the matches weren't, you know, always there. Yeah. So it was only Liverpool and Manchester United and Arsenal at that time. Yeah. So I don't know how, but uh, every time I used to switch on the TV and watch football, Liverpool would always be there in 2003-2004. So I just started watching their matches and uh, it, the bond just, you know, it just went on. I, I really liked the atmosphere at Anfield and, uh, you know, it just connected. We just connected. Uh, you can't uh, explain these sort of things, but uh, you just, you, you keep watching these games and, you know, you feel a connection, a bond with this thing. And then that 2004-2005 season, man, the Champions League winning uh, season, that was my first proper season. And man, what a season that was. Uh, even though it was a shit in the league, but in the Champions League, uh, I know people really very high, but that wins over Juventus and uh, Leverkusen. And, you know, the, the atmosphere was absolutely out of the roof at Anfield uh, in those games. And that's what, you know, that these things you know, brings us closer. We are passionate people. So these sort of things, you know, they just connect with us. Yeah. So... That's what you know brought me closer and closer and closer, and now we are just die-hard proper Liverpool fans. You know, you, you just want to know every our day begins with Liverpool and with Liverpool. My, my wife will kill me. Still, <laughs> <laughs> your our day starts with Liverpool and ends with Liverpool. That that's what it is. Right, right, right. Um, Manav, how, you how long have you been supporting the club? Oh, I think uh, I'm the oldest of the group. So, uh, you know, uh, in uh, late 80s when I was in school, Mm -hmm. so that's like ancient history, uh, you know, uh, there was no TV matches coming and stuff like that. But there used to be this magazine called Sports Star. I don't know if any of you even Uh heard of it. Yeah. So, uh, uh, it was just from school, from Sports Star. Right. So, there was this commentator called Brian Glanville who used to write this column called Kicking Around, very famous uh, columnist and a very famous column. And it used to be all about Liverpool, Ian Rush, uh, Saunez, Daglish and all those players. And, you know, that was my first introduction to Liverpool and I used to read about football because I used to like football even as a kid, but I didn't quite understand it. Uh, the breakthrough came, you know, uh, when I started working, I started working in the financial sector. So I happened to be in the UK for a longish time yeah. uh, in late 1990s. Mm-hmm. And this place where I was uh, working, uh, you know, it had uh, two camps. One was Manchester United, the other was Liverpool. Right. And on the first day when uh, uh, an FA Cup match, uh, uh, it was either FA Cup or League Cup, I don't remember which one. Uh, and Liverpool were playing at Wembley, and the uh, Manchester United guys uh, said, "So, which of you shits are going to watch that trap team of yours?" <laughs> and uh, you know, the Liverpool guys stood up, and for some reason, I stood up with them. I don't know why even today. 
so you know i went to watch that game and uh, you know my my romance with football was rekindled and my love for liverpool uh, and uh, you know i watched owen a lot michael owen had just broken uh, into the team and i watched him uh, score wonderful goals and uh, you know i watched the treble season live in the uk for a while and that was wonderful to see uh, so you know uh, so, so so the love was back uh, then and uh, the funny story about me being uh, you know absolutely crazy about liverpool is that on the day of the istanbul uh, match or rather the night i slept off at half time i said you know there's no way we can win this and and we end up winning this and uh, another crazy thing is i slept last night at half time at the dortmund game as well so, you know, <laughs> so i think uh, you know uh, my sleeping at half time is, is is a good thing for liverpool i tried this sunday right maybe, maybe you should do it in the next year champions league final when we reach it yeah. <laughs> maybe you should sleep through the entire match maybe it will help a lot it's a good luck charm is it <laughs> um shankar <laughs> Yeah. How did you How did you come to? Uh, I was basically a guy who watches football. I'm a cricket fanatic. I used to be a cricket fanatic. I used to watch football every four year and support Brazil during the World Cup. And then someday around to the that Istanbul, I read about that Istanbul paper, but I was not really interested in uh, Liverpool till then. Then again that 07 when we Liverpool lost the final, I thought okay this is Team, uh, uh, following football and watching Liverpool, and I, my earliest uh, memory was that uh, Fabio Aurelio goal against Chelsea. Do we lost that game uh, in aggregate? Uh, that goal, Fiki Fabio Aurelio scored a free kick uh, against Chelsea in Champions League. I think it's a quarter final or semi final. I love that goal. Then I fell in love with Fernando Torres. Uh, I from one end, uh, I regularly started watching uh, only NFC games. I won't watch any other football game. I will just watch the Liverpool game. And I don't know when I fell in love with Liverpool. Uh, from oh, probably it's oh uh, nine watching Fernando Torres. Uh, now I'm a LFC fanatic. I fight in social forum. I I wake up thinking about Liverpool and going to it. <laughs> thinking about Liverpool, I fight with other guys. I I've noticed that. I've noticed that. <laughs> I'm, I can I can attest that whatever he's saying is true. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I wore a Mang shirt. I'm losing a bit to a Mang friend. I wore that Mang shirt for uh, three, four times. It was really hurting experience for me. I still have that Mang shirt. I gave it to my brother, but I'm not uh, using that now. Got it. That's all. I fell in. I don't know when I fell in love with Liverpool. That's it. That's my story. Mm. Okay. You should have burned the Mang shirt then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it is now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think. Um, I don't know it seems like um I I've been I mean I've been watching Liverpool from since King King Kenny days so um oh. that's fairly long uh, I even remember um watching Souness actually so um yeah oh. watching this club for for a really really long time um nice. but um guys um I'd love to continue to t- to chat but fortunately unfortunately we've run out of time Um thank you very much for joining me on this um first forecast India. I thought it was a good show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as um as I did. Um we had some little bit of technical difficulties but I think we got there at the end, I think. Um Yeah. 
Uh, all the best uh, to the team, to the lads for the final game of the season against Middlesbrough. Um, uh, any predictions, scoreline predictions before we end, guys, one by one? What, what do you think is your predictions? Go ahead. Continue to score again and already Sturridge and probably Lauren to score a goal. That's my prediction. 4 1. I'm predicting 5 0 again. 5 0 again, okay. I'll go with a 1 0 man. 1 0? Yes. I'll go for a 2 1 win to us. 2 1. Anyone else? Anyone will do. 3 1 win. Any win will do. That's a good one. I think we'll. I, I think, think we're going to score. Yeah. I think we're going to score a hatful of goals again. That's what I think. Oh God! Now I've said it. They will. They will come out. They will come out. They because they already got down. They will come out trying to uh, score some goals. Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Okay, guys, we've uh, we've run out of time. Thank you very much um, for for being on the show, and thank you for everyone listening. Um, this is the first of many we hope to do. Um, hope you enjoyed it, and um, we'll see you soon. Take care, guys. Good night. Good, yeah, good night. It's been a pleasure. Bye. 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 Bye.